Okay, we, good evening, everyone. We started last week a shear on righteous converts, which we gave last week a list of about 30 of them. And now I'd like to go through Midrashim on some of them. The first one that we're going to discuss is, uh, just actually before we do that, to mention that specifically these weeks are appropriate for learning about converts because every single ger is ben Avroham Ovinu, Avroham is Avlegedim, it's even mentioned in Halacha. There's a question when a ger davens, if he says, Elikeinu ve'elikei aviseinu, there is an opinion that says that a ger can't say Elikei aviseinu, he says Elikei avis Yisroel, but the Rambam says that a ger, every ger is ben Avroham Ovinu, and a ger says, the God of our fathers, because every ger is a child of Avram Avinu. Avram is obligating. So this week we're reading about Avram Avinu is a proper week to learn about Gadim. Now, of the list of Gadim we have, probably as we mentioned last week, the one who had the biggest, imp- one of the biggest impacts is Bisya or Basya, the daughter of Paroi, the one who saved Moshe Rabbeinu. We mentioned last week the Medrash that says that of all 10 names that Moshe Rabbeinu was given, when Hashem calls him by Yikro el Moshe, he chooses the name Moshe because it was chosen by Basi or Bisio Baspara, who was a Giyotis. Now, in Chumash, when she's mentioned, she's generally called Baspari. The name Bisio is mentioned one time in Divrei Hayomim Aleph Perek Dalad, where there's a Pasik, the Ishtoi Hayyahud, very unclear Pasik. There's a number of Psukim in Divrei Hayomim that are quite complicated. And this specific Pasik is the Ishtoi Hayyahudia. Anyway, maybe go to the end of the Pasik. These are the sons of Bisio Basparai, Asherlokach Mered, who married Mered, which the Radak brings the Razal Dorshu that Mered is Kalev Ben Yefuna. He's called Mered Shemorad Meatsas Meraglim. He went against the other spies. And all these names in the Pasik, Yered, Avigidoir, Hever, Avisechai, all these names, Yered, Avigdor, Hever, Kulam Al Shem, Moshe Rabbeinu, they're all names of Moshe Rabbeinu. We mentioned that Moshe has 10 names, and it says, Yolda, Bas Paroi, Bisya, gave birth to Moshe, Shahoya She adopted Moshe Rabbeinu as if it were her son. A Medrash now, which we're going to do, is in Shmeis Rabbah. In Medrash Rabbah, Parsha Shmeis, we have a Medrash about uh, a Medrash about uh, Bisya. It says, Vayigdal Hayelet, and the boy grew up. Moshe Rabbeinu was first <coughs> given over to his mother to nurse her. Esrim Ba'arba Chaydesh Hanikasu. She nursed him, his mother nursed him, because if you remember the story that the daughter of Paroi had trouble, she found trying to get somebody to nurse Moshe, and Moshe wouldn't nurse from anybody, and then the Moshe's sister Miriam approaches her and says, maybe I'll get you a Jewish woman, because Moshe wouldn't nurse from any of the Egyptian women. So it says over there, for 24 months, his mother nursed. You say, Moshe grew up at two. He had matured in an unusual way. But she brought him to Baspara. It says, The daughter of Pare, Bisya, Basya, 
was kissing him, was hugging him, was loving him, as if it were her son. She treated Meshach Rabbeinu literally like her son. She wouldn't let him out of the palace. He was a very good-looking kid. Everybody desired him. Whoever would see him, couldn't get his eyes off him. This kid, this Meshach, as he was called by the princess because he had nine other names, was such a good-looking fellow. Vaya himself loved this kid. He used to kiss him, he used to hug him. He would take Meisha as a kid, took Pare's um, crown. And he put it on his head. Later, when Meisha grew up, he would actually do that. Meisha would um, dethrone Pare, he would remove Pare's kingdom. And as a kid, he would take, as a little kid, he would take Pare's throne and put it, had Pare's crown and put it on his own head. And so Hashem says to Chiram. Chiram is a, just to know who Chiram is. Chiram is Chiram Melech Tzoyro, helped build the base Hamikdash. And he lived for a close to a quarter between 500 or 1,000 years, different opinions in the schus of building, helping build the base Hamikdash. And it says this Chiram became very arrogant and very haughty because he outlived 21 Jewish kings. It says by Chiram Melech Tzoyro, I will bring fire from inside you. And in the end, this Chiram, who was so arrogant, was destroyed by his own biological son because Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babel, was an illegitimate son of, of Chiram. And Nebuchadnezzar ended up after the Beis was destroyed. It says that Chiram couldn't, as long as the Beis was there, Chiram had success. But as soon as Hashem said he would destroy the Beis just that Chiram should not pride himself over it. And after the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, his own biological son, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, destroyed him. It's, it's mentioned Medrash elsewhere that uh, Nebuchadnezzar actually cut fingers of Chiram one at a time and ate parts of him alive. So this is from himself came his destruction. And the same is with Parai. It was this baby, this Moshe, who was raised on his lap, who he would hug and kiss, who ended up giving trouble to Parai. This daughter of Pare raised somebody who was going to eventually punish her father. Now, wherever we have the two dots, it means I'm skipping some of the medrash. The Egyptian magicians were sitting there and they were saying, we're afraid of this guy. It looks like he's going to take your, your crown and put it on his head. Maybe this is the one that we said will take your kingdom from you. Some of the Egyptian magicians, some say, kill this kid, he's dangerous. Some said to burn him. Who's also a ger, was sitting amongst them. And he said, this kid has no brains, what are you worried about? say, test him. And they brought two plates, a plate of gold and a plate of coals. And we'll see if he sticks his hand to the gold, then he has intelligence and kill him. If he sticks his hand to the coals because the coals were more shiny, he has no brains and there's no reason to kill him. They brought in immediately. Meisha was going to take go for the gold, and the Malach Gavriel came with Dacha Yadai, pushed his hand and he grabbed the coal and he put his hand 
with the coal into his mouth and his tongue got burned. And that's why Moshe was had speaking problem. Now it says concerning still Bisio Basparai, Batikra Shmei Moshe, she called his name Moshe, Mikana Tolomat Scharon Shaldaim Le Chasadim. From here you learn the reward of those who do kindness. Afalpisha Harbe, Shemesh Oyalele Moshe, even though Moshe had many names. Lenikva Le Shem Bechola Toyota, the only name. What is the name that's used in the whole Toyota? We hardly ever use the other nine names. Only the name of Basia. Here you have Basia spelled, and this is not a Pasuk, but it's spelled Basia rather than Bisya. But in Tanakh, it's always Bisya. Hashem, every time he called him, he only calls him by the name of Mesh. Another Medrash, Medrash Mishlei. The Medrash Mishlei takes the Psukim of Eshaz Chayil and discusses each one on different women who are amazing Eshaz Chayil. She got up when it was still night. This was Basya Basparoi Goya She was a non Jewish woman. She became Jewish. She converted and became Jewish. She is mentioned amongst the kosher, the finest Jewish women. This Basya Basparoi, she's a Goyish woman. She's a daughter of Parai, but she converted. She became Jewish. And she's on the elite of the Jewish people. Why Because she was involved in Moshe. And because she helped Moshe, she merited to go alive to Ganeiden. In the merit of saving Moshe Rabbeinu, did not die, but she still, she remains physically alive in the Ganeiden, which we'll soon see a medrash of nine people who went into Ganeiden alive. In the medrash Vayikra Rabba, where he says, and this one we did last week, he mentions over here that Hashem says to Bisya Basparai, Moshe was not your son and you called him your son. So because similarly, you're not actually my daughter, you weren't born Jewish, but I will call you my daughter. Bisya means the daughter of God. And Hashem says, your name will be the daughter of God. You're my daughter. Hashem adopts her as a daughter because she adopted Moshe Rabbeinu. Then it says, Meded, that Meded married her. Meded is Kolev. Why is he called Meded? One says he's called Meded because he rebelled against the other spies. She rebelled against her father's plans. Her father was planning to kill Jews and she saved the Jew. And Kolev rebelled against the Meragum. So Yahweh, it's a wonderful shidduch. Kolev and the daughter of Pada. Yahweh married let the Meireid come and marry the Meireidus. Interesting to note, there is a tremendous age difference between Kolev and Basparai. Because Kolev mentions that when he was sent, there's a Pasuk in Sefer Yeshua, Perak Yudalit, where Kolev mentions that when he is sent as one of the spies, Ben Arboim Shona Neichi, that I was 40 years old when Moshe sent him as a spy which was the second year the Jews were in the desert. Moshe Rabbeinu at Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is 80. A year later, Moshe is 81. Miriam is six years. Um, Basia has to be, Basia has to be significantly older than Moshe Rabbeinu. So if Moshe is 81 by the, when, when Kolev is 40, if Moshe is 
41 years older than Miriam is even older. So it's quite clear that the Kalev marries Bisya, but there's a major age difference of over 40 years between them. Anyway, back to the Shidduch between Kalev and Bisya, that he says, Yabai Hamayre, the Mayre should come, the one who rebelled against the spies and should marry the Mayre. Yes, question? Otherwise, I'm going to mute everyone unless somebody has a question. Okay, I'm going to mute everyone again. You may unmute yourself if you have a question. He goes on over here to say that why she's adopted as Hashem's daughter. Moshe Rabbeinu saved the sheep. Basya Baspare saved the shepherd. Moshe Rabbeinu. So Amar Lai Hakadosh Baruch Hashem says, "Chayecha, I swear by your life, Mikol Hashemay Shenikru Lecha." From all the names that Moshe Rabbeinu is called, Eini Kodi Yisrael B'Shem Shekaroscha Bisya Baspare. I will only use. God says, "I'm going to use the name that Bisya Baspare used," and uh, as it says, "Vatikra Shmei Moshe." She called his name Moshe, and then it says, "Vayikra El Moshe." Now in Eiser Medrashim, it should be Chupas. It's a mistake here. It's Chupas Eliyahu. Um, it's not working. Chupas Eliyahu. Anyway, I'm not getting it right, but it's definitely Chupas. Um, anyway, I'm trying to correct it. It's not going that easy. Chupas Eliyahu. Okay, he brings over here. There are nine Tisha Nichnesu Bechayeim Liganeden. There are nine. Human beings who entered Gan Eden alive, according to our faith, there were nine human beings who never tasted the taste of death, and they are Ben Yamin, Ben Yaakov, Kilov, Ben David, that's one of David Hamel's sons, the second son, who's mentioned as one of the four people who never did an Avera, Serach Bas Asher, Bisio Bas Paroi, Eliezer, Eved Avram, Eved Melech Hakushi. Eved Melech HaKushi is either Baruch ben or a certain servant of Tzidkiyahu. Eliyahu Hanavi, Chiram. Now this Chiram is not Chiram Melech Zayr that we spoke about before. There's actually two Chirams involved in the building of the Beis HaMikdosh. And this is a Jewish architect from the tribe of Naphtali who dedicated himself to the building of the Beis HaMikdosh. And Yahweh, it's the son of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi and also Rabbi Shubin Levi. Relevant for our Shia is that Basia, the daughter of Parai, merits to go into Ganadan alive. Now, on the Pasuk Ish Yehudi, Ish Yehudi, everybody knows from the Megillah, refers to Mordechai. Ish Yehudi, Hoya, Bishushan, Habira. So Rabbi Yechanan says, What do you mean, Ish Yehudi? Yehudi from Yehuda. Mordechai comes from Shevet bin Yaman. Why is he called Yehudi? Al Shem Shekafar, Me'abed Zari. He denies it. Idol worship. Anybody who denies Shekola Kaifer Babaidizara, Nikro Yehudi. Anybody who denies idol worship is called Yehudi. As you have a Pasuk in Daniel. Easy given in Yehudoin. We have these Jewish men, people from Yehuda, the Hanani Mishal Vazari, and they're called from Yehuda because they denied Abaidizara. So generally, the word Yehudi, both by Mordechai and by Hanani Mishal Vazari, is someone who denies idol worship. Now, based on that, and just to remember that Bisya Baspare, the only place in Tanakh that she's mentioned by name, 
is in the book of Divrei Hayomim. And Ab Shimon ben Pazi, when he began learning Divrei Hayomim, he would say, there are many words in Divrei Hayomim that give the same message. And we know how to explain them. There are many Pesukim in Divrei Hayomim that are extremely unclear. And the Pasuk about Bisyo Baspano is one of the most unclear ones. So this Pasuk that says, and his Jewish wife married Yared Avigadoyed and Chover so what does all this Pasuk mean? Very unclear. So Reb Shimon ben Pazi says, we know what this Pasuk means. Why do we call the daughter of Pare the Jewish woman? If anything, she's not born Jewish. No, she is the real Jewish woman. Why is she the real Jewish woman? Because Yehudi is Alshem Shekofra Babaydezonet. Yehudi, we say by Mordechai and by Hananiah Mishael of Azariah, that who is a Yehudi? Someone who denies idolatry. So the daughter of Pare, she denied idolatry, as it says a Pasuk, she went down to, to bathe at the Nile, and Rabbi Yechanan says, she went down to the Nile to bathe, to wash off, to immerse in a mikveh, to get rid of the idols of her father's house. So before she saved Moshe, before she ever met Moshe, she was already at that time when she saw Moshe, she was in the process of going to the mikveh towards her conversion to become Jewish. Then it says, Yolda, she gave birth to Moshe Rabbeinu. She didn't give birth to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu's mother was Yecheved. She raised him. It is to tell you, if somebody raises an orphan in their house, the Torah considers it as if they gave birth. Because she raised Meisha Rabbeinu as an orphan. Meisha is not an orphan, but his parents were unable to take care of him. His life would be in danger under his parents. The only reason he remained alive by nature is because of Bisya Baspari. Now, of his various names, we go, when going back to that Pasuk that uh, he says, Rav Shimon ben Pazi, that we know how to explain Divrei Hayomim, it says that his Jewish wife, and she's called Yehudiya Baspare, because she denies idolatry, Yolda es Yered, she gave birth to Yered, which again, we said, it's not she gave birth, but she raised Yered. Yered is Meisha. Why is Meisha called Yered? brought down the mon, and that's why he's called Yered. So she gave birth or she raised Yered. Meisha Rabbeinu is called Gedoyer. He fenced off the breaches of the Jewish people, getting the Jewish people not to be involved in negative things. Meisha Rabbeinu is called Hever. She gave birth to Hever Avishaychei. Why is he called Hever? Shechiber es Yisrael. He connected the Jewish people, united them with their father in heaven. He's called He became like a sukkah, protecting them from all negative disturbances. Yekusil is the idea, you know, that Mr. Bro, of Hashem Sr., Lear Bro's father was named Yekusil. But Yekusil is the name of Meshach Abenu. Shekibu 
Yisrael Yomov, and the Jewish people were yearning to Hashem in his days. Zonoyach, why is he called Zonoyach, Moshe Rabbeinu? Shehizniach Avaynaseim Shal Yisrael. He caused the sins of the Jews to be left aside. It says three times in the Pasuk Avi, turning the children of Bas Paray, going back to the Pasuk, it says three times the word Avi. Where's the word here? Yekusiel Avi Zonoyach, Yered Avi Gedoyer, Chover Avi Soichay, and Yekusiel Avi Zonoyach. So you have over here Avi, and again Avi, and a third Avi. In the Pasuk of the children who Bas Paray raised, you have three times the word Avi. Avi, Avi, Avi. Why do you have three times Avi? Because Moshe Rabbeinu, who Bas Paray raised, was Av B'Toyra. He was a father in Toyra. Av B'Chochma, father, a great man who taught wisdom, and Av B'Nevius in prophecy. Then we said, Eila B'nei Bisya Shalokach Meded. This is his name, Meded, but Kalev. Hashem says, and we had this before, that Kalev, who rebelled against the spies, married the daughter of Parik, who rebelled against her father's idols. A gemar in Saita, you'd bathe on the Bas Paray went to bathe on the Nile. Reb Yochanan says in the name of Reb Shimon Yechoi. From here we learn that she went to bathe, to wash, to immerse herself, to have a mikveh from the idols of her father. As we have a pasuk in Yeshayo, Imrochatz Hashem es Hashem will wash, will bathe the manure of the Benoisian. So there it's bathing the manure of the daughters of Yerushalayim. And here it's bathing the manure of the uh, idols of her father, Paray. Now, she's going to the Nile, and there are some servants who are there helping her. So it says, Her servant girls are going at the edge of the Nile. This were they were walking, they were going to their death. Now, that wasn't their intention. But without realizing it, the daughter, the servants of Baspari, who were going with her to the Nile River, were heading to their death, as we'll soon see why. We have this apostate by Esau. When he sees Yaakov cooking the lentil soup, he says, So the servants of Baspari were on the way to their death as they're going with her towards her immersion in the Nile, as we'll soon see why. She saw the box in the Nile. They wanted to save Moshe. So they told her, our mistress, the custom of the world is a human being makes a decree. Even if the whole world doesn't keep his decree, at least his own family keeps it. And you, you're the daughter of Pare, and you, the daughter of Pare, are transgressing Pare's decrees. His own children, Pare, don't keep his rules. So her servant girls were protesting that she's going against. She wants to save a Jewish kid. Pare's killing the kids. And you, Pare's daughter, want to save a Jewish kid. So the Malach Gavriel came, the Choftan Bekarka, and knocked them all into the ground. And all these servant girls who tried to prevent her from saving Moshe all died on the spot. Then it says, Vatishlach as Amosa. Normally we would translate Amosa as her maid. Um, but here, what does Hamasa mean? Because all the maids died. And she took him. So Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nehemiah, one says it's her hand, and one says it's her maid. The one who says Yada, because it says Amasa, and Amo is a hand, 
and the one that says shifcha because it doesn't say yodav. It meant the hand would say yan. Now the Gemara asks the one who says that there was a maid that she sent to get Moshe. We just said that Gabriel, the Malach, went and knocked them all into the ground and all her maids died. So how can she send the maid to get Moshe? So we say the Shir Lachada. The Malach Gabriel killed all her maids and left one alive because it's not respectful for a daughter of a king to remain totally on her own. Then the Gemara asks, according to the one who says Yoda, that she stretched her hand out to get Moshe Rabbeinu. Why does it say Amasa and let it say Yoda? So he says, the usage of the word uh, Amasa teaches you the Ishtarvivishtruvi. Her hand was suddenly extended. She stuck her hand out. She's trying to get Moshe, and her hand extends itself. As it says, you find the same thing with the hand of Baspari that she tried to stretch out to get Moshe Rabbeinu. He was very far from her, and her hand suddenly got an extension. The same thing you find with the teeth of the wicked people. That refers to Oig Melech Haboshon, who was going to throw a mountain on the Jewish people and crush them. And then his teeth suddenly grew and grew into the mountain. He couldn't, the mountain was on his head. He couldn't get it off him. As it says, which literally it means the teeth of the wicked you broke. Beishlokish says, don't read Shibarta, but Sherivafta, you extended their teeth. Then still about the daughter of Pare, we say, Vatifta, Vatir Eos She opened and saw the boy. What do you mean, Vatere? Who? She saw him. Vatere She saw the boy. What she saw him, the boy? says, She saw the Shechina with him. She saw that there was divine holiness with him. By looking, opening the boy's cradle, she right away saw that this boy is holy. It says, There's a Nar crying. Anar is usually an older kid. Maisha at that time is three months old. You call him a yellow and you call him a nar. So we say, who yelled? He was a little kid, three months old. Bekoyle kenar, but his voice sounds like a nar. That's Rabbi Huda's opinion. Reb Nechemia says, according to that, you're making Maisha Rabbeinu Balmum a blemish. But it teaches us that his mother made a chuppah for him. And being over there in the cradle as a baby of three months old, Maisha was under a chuppah. She said, Shem Maybe I will not merit to be at his wedding. So she had a chuppah in the cradle with him in the Nile that, that she had at least been at his chuppah. Then says, she had mercy on him. And she says, this is a Jewish kid. How does she know he's Jewish? says She saw that he had a bris. Then it says, she had prophecy, without even realizing that she gave a prophecy. She says, this one is going to be fallen or thrown into the Nile. There'll be no more Jewish kids thrown into the Nile. And that's what Rabbi Eliezer says, there's a pasuk in Yeshayo, when they will say, make inquiries of these various magics, who look at soifim beinam yoidim at soifim? They look, they don't see what they're. They see mahagim. They speak and they don't know what they're talking about. What is this referring to? Referring to the Egyptians who saw 
but they didn't know what the Egyptian astrologers saw something, but they couldn't understand and interpret what they saw. So it says, They saw the savior of the Jewish people will be struck with water. They got up and made a decree called all children that are born should be thrown into the Nile. When they threw Moshe into the Nile, they said, we don't see this negative sign anymore. He's in the Nile already. That's him in his bottle. So they stopped their Xeda, bottle Xeda Sayu. They discontinued the decree. They stopped throwing kids in the Nile because the astrologers say, we see in our astrology that the person who's destined to save the Jewish people has been thrown into the Nile. And they thought that meant he died, but they didn't realize that this which they saw in their astrology, that might that the person who will save the Jewish people will be struck with water, refers to Meimeriva when Meisha hit the rock instead of speaking to the rock to get water. So again, so we have over here the idea that these astrologers, they know something of the future, but they get it all wrong because they knew that it was true that Meshion Shal Yisrael was thrown into the water, but uh, they didn't, and it's true that he's going to suffer through water, but they didn't realize what it all meant. And this is what Rabbi Chama, but Rabbi Hanina says, what is the meaning of the Pasuk? It means these are the waters that Paris astrologers saw and made a mistake. And that's why Meish Rabbeinu says to the Jewish people, Sheish Meish Elef Ragli. Meish tells the Jewish people, because of me and my merit, when I was thrown into the Nile, you all got saved. Because the astrologers say that this dangerous kid is in the Nile. Now we have his sister, Miriam, approaches the daughter of Pare and says, should I get you an Isha Minekes Minho a Jewish woman to nurse this boy who won't nurse? Maishna Minho why would she want after a Jewish one? They brought Meisha to all the Egyptian women that were there. He refused to nurse. Omar, he said, A mouth that one day is going to speak to Hashem with Hashem. Is he going to nurse something impure from a non-Jewish woman? And that is the Pasuk that says, Who will he teach knowledge? Who will he explain things we heard? Those who were careful when they drank mother's milk, when they were nursing from the breast, they were careful not to have something impure. And we're going on. The daughter of Pari says to Miriam, go and get a Jewish woman. So the Belazar says it teaches us that she went bizrizos. She moved quick, like a quick, like she was a little girl of under six. But she went like an Alma, like a teen, like a teenage girl, like a big girl. And Abshmuel Nachmani says, Alma is not from the word of big girl, but Alma she hid her words because Miriam says that she's going to go call a Jewish woman, and she actually goes to call the mother of, the, of Mesha. Then we say, Baspare, Baspare says to Miriam, or to Yechavid rather, take this boy and nurse him for me. Rebchama, but Rebchanina says she had a prophecy and she didn't realize what she was saying. 
Here, it's yours. It's your kid. I will pay you for nursing him. So Reb Chama Reb Chanina said, not only the tzaddikim get what they got lost back, but it's given back to they get their reward as well. Okay, the next convert I want to do is Yisrael and his family. We're going to start with the Madrash and Shema Yisrael. It says the Kayan Midian, the priest of Midian, had seven daughters. Now, Hashem hates idol worship. Why did he make that Meish Rabbeinu has to run away to a priest? Yisrael had been in past tense a priest for idol worship. He saw that idol worship is rubbish. And he went against it. He was planning to do tshuva before Moshe came. Before Moshe came, Yisrael already rejected the idols. He called the people of his city and he says to them, Till now I was serving you. Mayata, now I'm not the person anymore. Choose yourself a new uh, religious leader. He took, he went, he stood up, took out all the things that serve the idol. He gave it to them. He says, Look, this is all the stuff in the idol. I don't want anything more to do with it. Omdu, they got up, Viniduhu, they excommunicated him. What kind of chutzpah this guy denies our religion? So they excommunicated Yisrael. No one should have dealings with him. No one should do work for him. No one should shepherd his sheep. And he asked shepherds to shepherd his sheep, and they wouldn't do it. That's why he had no choice but to get his daughters. Yep. Then we say, and the shepherds came and chased them away. So he says, how could it be that he's the Kayan Midian and the shepherds will chase him away? So we see over here, they excommunicated him and they chased away his daughters like a divorced woman chased away. As there's a post that says, by Adam, Hashem chased Adam and So here they chased out Yisrael and his family from their community. Vayakam Meisha Vayoshion Meisha got up and saved Yisrael's daughters. Melame Cheyoshav Lehem Badin. He judged them. He says, "Derech Anoshim Doylim Venoshim Mashkeis." Usually, a man fetch the water and the women give the water. And here, the women are fetching the water, and the Anoshim is Mashkim are giving it to drink. It's weird the setup here. Why they're having the women fetch the water? Vayatzila, Moshe saved them. It doesn't say Vayoshion, but it says Vayatzilim. Reb Yoichanan, in, in the name of Reb Lezer, Reb Yoichanan says, they wanted, they came to, with, with Yisrael's daughters, they wanted to do Dover Gili, Shal The shepherds wanted to force Yisrael's daughters to do some immoral act. And they came to do it them. And Moshe got up and saved them from an immoral act. It says here by Yeshion, and there's a passage over there that says, um, just like there is Gilly Arias, here it's also Arias. And then we have Rabbanon say, they hated Yisrael's daughters because their father rejected the idol. 
So they took Yisrael's daughters and threw them into the water. And by Yeshion, Maisha went and saved them. He saved Yisrael's daughters from the water. As it says, The water has reached my soul. We're about to die from the water. By Yashk he irrigated, he watered their sheep. You see, he, yeah, he fetched the water and fed their sheep, gave their sheep just like Yaakov did for Doko. Then we say they, the daughters of Yisrael came to their father, Reuel. He's Yisrael. Why do we call him Reuel? Because he's Reyalakel. He's a good friend of Hashem. Then he says, Madu'ami heart and boy, why do you come so fast? So he says that all these days, the Yisrael's daughters were the last ones to come. And now they came first and they say that there is an Egyptian man who saved us. Now, what do you mean an Egyptian man? It means Moshe was dressed Egyptian, but he's an Ivri, he's Jewish. Another Pshat Ish Mitzri is a marshal of somebody who, an Ish Mitzri saved us, but Moshe's Jewish. So he has a marshal, somebody, an Aroid, which is some sort of a wild animal, a snake or a scorpion, um, an Aroid bit this person. So he was running to put his feet into the water. I believe the rule is by the Aroid biting someone, it depends who gets to the water first. So he ran for the water. He sees, he puts him in the water and he sees a tinek shushekeya bamayim. He sees a little baby uh, floating in the water. So he saves the baby. He actually went into the water to, for the Aroid. But he sees a baby floating, so he goes and saves him. And he says, Amr Leatinik, so the baby says, if you wouldn't have been here, I would have died. So he says, not I am the one who saved you, the Aroid, the scorpion saved you, because he bit me. And because he bit me, I had to go into the water. And meanwhile, I saved you. The same thing with the daughters of Yisrael. Say, thank you for saving us from the shepherds. So Meshach says, I didn't save you. It's that Egyptian that I killed that saved you. Because that's why I'm here now. That's why I got caught. Yep. That's why it says, Vayashk es hatsoyin, soyneinu, it doesn't say, but soyin horoyim, the shepherd's sheep. Just like he, he picked us up from the water. He fished us out of the water. Yisrael's daughters are saying, we got fished out of the water. We got thrown into the water by the shepherds. He fetched us out of the water. The shepherds threw us into the water. And he took us out. Then it says, Yisrael says, Yisrael says to his daughters, where is this guy? So he says, it's a simon, you guys, that you're going to, that you say, this guy who fetched and watered the sheep, it comes from Yaakov. Because Yaakov also stood by a well, and the well had a blessing because of him. So therefore, this must be somebody from the Jewish people. Why'd you leave the man? Maybe he'd marry one of you. and Call him and he'll eat bread. And bread here means maybe he'll take a wife, as you see by Yosef with Petifar's wife. Petifar only left in, uh, under, didn't give it to Yosef's control. Immediately, Tzipayda ran after him and brought him. And why is she called Tzipayda? 
because she purifies the whole house like a sepoy. Okay, there's a Yalkut Shemaini here. It says Pari became the king in Mitzrayim and he was very hard on the citizens and on the Jewish people. He had no mercy. He got advice from Bilam and Bilam's two sons who were advisors and they decided to go against the Jewish people. So the Uel Hamid Yoni, who's Yisra, he says, if the king would listen to me, don't touch the Jews because Hashem chose the Jews way back. There's nobody, any, no king who tried to hurt the Jews and didn't get punished by Hashem. And Yisra gives them a whole story how every time somebody tried to hurt a Jew, he got punished. When Avram went down to Mitzrayim and Pari said to take his wife Sarah, he had terrible plagues of leprosy till he brought back his wife. Uh, Avimelech tried to take Sarah and nobody, the whole, uh, his whole family, his whole servants were unable to go to the toilet, unable to have any, all their holes stopped working. Yitzchak was chased out of Gerar and all the wells of water and what happened was all the um, exits of water from people's body were dried up. The nurse, the breasts of their wives and of the animals, of the cows shrunk and they couldn't give milk. And there became an immediate yet danger, danger to life. This is all Yisrael saying, don't touch the Jewish people. And then Avimelech and Pichel in the end go begging Yitzchak that Hashem should heal them. Yaakov Ishtam had a, a dispute with Lovon, with Asa, with all the kings of Canaan, and anybody who tried to attack him got hurt. Your father made Yosef over the whole country, who saved everybody from famine. And you're now going to, and now please avoid hurting the Jewish people. And if you don't want to bring, let them stay in Mitzrayim, just send them and let them go to Eretz Canaan. Now, besides Yisrael, we have the Bnei Kaini Chaisin Moshe, who are Yisrael's children. It says Bnei Kaini Chaisin Moshe went up Meir Hatmarim by Yeshev Esam. Rashi says Meir Hatmarim is Yerichai. They were given the city of Yerichai. Now, legally, by Halacha, Yisrael's children being Geirim are not getting a portion in Eretz Yisrael. A special exception was made for Yisrael because of how much he helped the Jewish people. And they were temporarily given, Yisrael's family was given the city of Yisrael for 440 years. Yisrael wasn't officially given to everyone. Whoever will be displaced from his portion for the Beis Hamikdash will get Yerichoy. So that every Jew has a chalik in the Beis Hamikdash. And the Bnei Yisrael have it for 440 years. And it was an amazing, good financial setup. The students, some of Yisrael's sons and grandsons were very studious. And even though they were given an amazing financial opportunity with Yerichai, they said, we don't need all this Gashmias, we want only Ruchmias. So Yisrael's children went to Asniel ben Knaz, who's also known as Yahweh, who had a yeshiva in Midbar Yehuda Negev Arod in the desert. To learn Torah, they had no interest in anything else. It says, by Yeshev Esha'am, the children of Yisrael stayed with the people, with the Talmidim. He asked for mercy from Hashem. Yahweh, Tzosniel ben Knaz, asked for mercy that he should have wonderful students. 
So Rashi brings And Hashem brought him these chasidim. So it's very interesting that Yisrael's children are referred to Yahweh's once top students in his yeshiva. And in the first generation of the Jews in Eretz Yisrael, who were the top students of the Yahweh's Asniel yeshiva? Yisrael's children and grandchildren. Then we have a Medrashites from Midrashim Chupas Elio. Three are advisors to the wicked para Yisrael and Bilam. Yisrael gave up this plan. He stopped advising. He wouldn't allow them to hurt the Jews. He protested hurting the Jews. Therefore, Hashem made a special covenant with him. Furthermore, the covenant that Hashem made with Yisrael is greater than the covenant he made with David. It says, Hashem promised David that what? If your children keep my covenant, then I will be loyal to them. Which means there's a condition. Hashem made a commitment to David's children, David's grandchildren, but there's a condition. But Yisrael, Hashem makes unconditional commitment. Hashem says, was a tzaddik who was a descendant of Yisrael. And there will be, always be descendants of Yenadav ben Rechav, or obviously descendants of Yisrael. I'm standing before me all the days. And Yenadav ben Rechav is Mizera Yisrael, as it says. Heimo hakenim will come from Abi Beis Horechav. There's a Madrash Agoda, Rabbi Yochanan says, Gedoylon legima shemekareves asrechaikim. There's a tremendous thing if you invite somebody to your house to eat. Yisrael invited Moshe for a meal. And that takes somebody who's far, Yisrael's family was far from Judaism. And because of Legima, they got close. And he goes, I'm just going to go right. You learn it from, from Yisrael. Because Yisrael invited Moshe to eat bread, his descendants merited to sit in the Lishkas Agozes. There were many of Yisrael's descendants on the Sanhedrin. There's a halacha question here. How can a ger be on the Sanhedrin? But at the same time, we have Shmaya Vachtalian on the Sanhedrin. Maybe if there's no one else, maybe because if they're Imei Mi Yisrael, the ger marries a Jewish woman and the mother of these children are Jewish. But in any case, Yisrael has lots of descendants in the high Sanhedrin, as it says, there's an Oves to Rebnosen. Hashem knows the Beis Hamikdash is going to be built between the Yehudan and Binyamin. I'm going to set up Daishna Shal Yerichai to give it to Shevet Yehudan and Binyamin when they get displaced from the Beis Hamikdash. Who will have Daishna Shal Yerichai all these years? Yeah. Who? What happens to it all these years? So it goes to Yisrael's family. What happens then later with Yisrael's family? Yisrael's family has him, have no land. So they get Parnassah from Tzedakah. Which it's, yeah, there will always be, they'll have from the Tzedakah, as it says, these were great people, very wealthy people. Yisrael's family were wealthy people, and for the work of Hashem, they gave up all their wealth 
and they went to the yeshiva of Yahweh to study Torah, and they became Hashem's nation. And he goes on this message to say, Yahweh was ish toive kosher vish emes vechosin. This Yahweh, who was later the second, the leader of the Jewish people after Yeshua, was a great man, and he was teaching Torah, and Yahweh calls to Hashem, please give me wonderful students. And Hashem brought him the most wonderful students, and the wonderful students Hashem brought him is the descendants of Yisrael. Now, there's a, an amazing, there's a very famous descendant of Yisrael, Yoinodov ben Reichov, which there's a whole paddock in Yirmiyoh about him. Hashem speaks to Yirmiyoh, and he says, go to the house of Reichov and offer them, bring them to wine. He offers them wine, and they say, we won't have any wine, because our father, Yoinodov ben Reichov, says, uh, never drink wine, never live in and never build a house and never plant anything. So you know that Ben Reichov, who was a descendant of Yisrael, a family of Geirim, gave instructions to his family. They should live a pure Ruchni life. No wine, no houses, no plants, no vineyards. Live in tents. And then things will be good in the land of Yisrael. And we and the children of Yilad ben Reichov listened to them and they wouldn't have any wine. Yermio offers them wine. They couldn't, they wouldn't drink it. They had been intense the whole time. They just, when the Bukhanesser came to attack, they meant to Yerushalayim because it was dangerous. And now Hashem says to Yermio, tell the family of Reichov, because you listened to the instruction of Yenadav ben Reichov, your father, not to drink wine and not to live in houses and the Yidin. Therefore, I'm going to give you a great reward as opposed to the other Yidin didn't listen. I sent in the hands of the Nevi'im more over and over saying, go return from your bad ways and you, weren't, you wouldn't listen. And he says over here in the end that the people, the family of Yenadav and Reichov kept the commands of their father and my nation did not listen. And for the house of Reichov, Hashem says that because you listened to the mitzvah of Yenadav, your, your father, to have lives of ruchnius, not to have houses, not to have wine, not to have vineyards, not to plant, focus fully on Ruchnius, and because you listen to his commandments, therefore Hashem promises there will always be a son of Yenadav and Reichov standing before him. Now what does this mean? There's always a descendant of Yenadav and Reichov, so the question is how could they stand before Hashem? They're Geirim, how could they go into the Heichel? So one opinion is that they're in the Sanhedrin and they teach Torah, and the other opinion is that they're children marry their descendants, marry Kayanim and their descendants, the descendants of these Gaidim are on the Mizbeach making Karbonis. Okay, this is just a list of Gaidim from last week, but it's 920 already, so we covered Yisrael's family and we covered uh, Bisya, and we'll try over a number of weeks to cover a number of more Gaidim. Next week specifically, because the Haftoida is about a Vadya, we're going to take the first one that we'll do next week will be a Vadya who was a God-fearing man greater than Avram Avinu, Yodei Hashem Ma'id, the most God-fearing man mentioned in Tanakh. And we will deal with him and a number of other converts next week. For a number of weeks, we'll now, Amir Hashem, continue this thing. I'd like to get to 30 different converts. Uh, we dealt with a few members of Yisrael's family today, plus Bisya, and I wish everyone a lot of Hatzlochah.